Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Brian Post um, devotional podcast. For those of you that have been following along, we've been going through the book of 1 Corinthians. And now we are on 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to be taking a look at verses 17 to 24. And we're probably going to have to come back to this verse again. Because uh, as I was reading through it, I realized there's probably a couple of points that we're going to we're going to make um, in this little pericope. But I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with the text. But God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all churches. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing. An uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. And were you called while slave? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's free man, and likewise he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in the state in which he was called. Many years ago, during a, a, a visit to a church in Edmonton, a woman who regularly attended mentioned her Jewish background. In response, another person asked, when did you convert to Christianity? Her reply was truly memorable. She boldly proclaimed, I'm not a Christian, I'm a believing Jew. While some may perceive this statement as startling or possibly offensive, it captures the heart of our current inquiry. For this individual in Edmonton, believing that Jesus was the Messiah didn't entail forsaking her culture or family heritage. Instead, it meant recognizing Jesus Christ as the promised Messiah and placing her faith in him, embracing his kingdom and his principles for living. When Paul raises the question, was anyone called while circumcised, and employs the term circumcised or circumcision, particularly with the definite article the in front of it, such as the circumcision, there's no ambiguity. He's referring to being a Jew. And he maintains this, this consistency throughout his letters. And so let us reflect on the following passage. I'm going to only use two, but there's, there's numerous ones. But to make the point, I'm going to use two. First one can be found in Romans uh, chapter 3, verse 30. He says, Since there is one God who will justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision also, uh, through faith. Okay, that's Romans um, chapter 3, verse 30. So here Paul is using the term circumcision as a euphemism to refer to Jewish people and the uncircumcision to be referring to anybody that's not Jewish or the Gentile world. He's saying both groups of people are justified the same way, through faith. And let's take another look, uh, uh, rather look at another scripture found in Galatians chapter 6, um, verses 12 to 13. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. So, once again, Paul is referring to specifically the Judaizers who were trying to impose um, Jewish rules and regulations on believing Gentiles. So Paul says, was anyone called while circumcised, let him not become uncircumcised. Uh, we must take note that becoming uncircumcised is clearly <laughs> an impossible task. 
So Paul is, is plainly saying that if you were a Jew when you came to Christ, stay a Jew. The essence of this passage is to emphasize that being a, um, being in Christ doesn't imply uh, a complete rejection of our cultural background. Rather, it signifies becoming a follower of Christ within within our cultural context. Why? Well, to illuminate the culture with the transformative light of the gospel. Since the gospel was initially intended for the Jews, they found themselves in somewhat of a unique position. Jesus' words indicate that all of their scripture pointed to him. You'll remember the passages where he said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures and in them you think uh, you find life, but these are they which speak of me. And so Paul and numerous Jews of the first century witnessed centuries of mysteries unraveling before their eyes. The concealed truths within their beliefs were now unveiled. So the woman's statement in Edmonton was uh, profoundly sensible. She didn't need to forsake her cultural or religious perspectives entirely. In her case, things became more evident. But for many believing Jews, a significant internal struggle uh, revolved around the notion that salvation is obtained solely through faith, independent of adherence to the law. So he goes on to say, were you a Gentile or uncircumcised? In this, uh, this event that I told you about with regards to the woman, this happened uh, many years ago, and times have since undergone significant change. Nowadays, very few Christians would expect a Jewish person, according to the popular definitions, to abandon their Jewish identity in order to have faith in Christ. In fact, the present trend is quite the opposite. Many groups and smaller movements assert that to truly be embrace Christianity, one must adopt Jewish practices. This is evident in the current Messianic movement, particularly in North America. Although such assertions are often conveyed in a more subtle manner rather, rather than as stated uh, as uh, boldly stated here. We know that um, one of the challenges in Paul's ministry was contending with a group known as the circumcision or Judaizers. They were believing Jews. They believed Jesus was the Messiah. And based on our understanding of the Bible, this group struggled to believe that someone could embrace faith in Christ without first adhering to the Jewish practices. So typically when Paul would enter a city, he'd visit the synagogue initially upon facing rejection he would proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles in other locations. Paul's message to the Gentile was simple. It did not entail becoming Jewish first or following the feast or legalistic regulations. Rather, it was a straightforward message of placing faith in Christ alone. He frequently countered the Judaizers, highlighting the irony of Jewish believers insisting that Gentiles believers follow a law that they themselves could not fulfill. As we observe, Paul imparts the same guidance to both the Gentiles and the Jews, with the only distinction being that Jews were to embrace Christ as Messiah and allow their lives to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Paul provided similar counsel to the Gentiles, emphasizing that Jesus was now their Lord. They had experienced a spiritual rebirth, and they were to heed the Holy Spirit's guidance rather than the customs or former religious practices. So this stands as a significant distinction in how Jewish individuals and Gentiles of the first century transitioned into the new life of faith in Christ. Nonetheless, the ultimate directive for both Jews and Gentiles was to be led by the Spirit. Yet the text is unequivocal in its stance. The Apostle emphatically a statement, if you were uncircumcised, remain uncircumcised. 
stated plainly, this means if you were not a Jew when you came to faith in Christ, do not become one. The next question that Paul puts to us is, were you a slave? So it's important to approach the discussion on slavery, cautiously reframing from superimposing our modern definitions, onto the historical context. In the first century, slavery differed significantly from, African, from the African slave trade or some contemporary forms of slavery. Slavery, slavery was a prev, prevalent across various societies, including Jews, Greeks, and Romans, and others. Slavery often resulted from warfare or served as financial recompense. Individuals could sell themselves into slavery to alleviate debt. Jews had an in intricate laws regarding the treatment of their slaves. Regardless of our feelings about the topic of slavery, we must refrain from misinterpreting the intent of the scriptures. Nowhere in the New Testament do Paul, other apostles, or prophets explicitly command the abolition of slavery. Concerning the state of slavery, let us grasp Paul's advice to those who were in this condition when they embraced faith in Christ, to remain in the present state. In other words, don't run away. The message here is that irrespective of our circumstances upon accepting Christ, we should continue there and radiate as beacons of light. This isn't an endorsement to persist in a life of sin. Jewish people and the Jewish nation were known to live in grave sin, affirmed by the fact by you know a fact that's affirmed by by their prophets. The surrounding nations also dwelled in darkness, idolizing God's creatures and creation rather than God Himself. In both cases, whether Jew or Gentile, the advice remains the same: stay where you are, but flee the darkness and shine brightly as lights.